Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You know something? It's Friday and I know a lot of y'all are looking forward to the weekend. I don't look forward to the weekends until after the show on Friday because my man R.C. passed the clock usually when he's rocking the black. <laughs> Today, I don't know what kind of blue that is, but we're going to flow with it. I got my man Boss Scott in the house, okay? Little short, struggling with the chair and all this stuff. He didn't scream like doggy. What's the matter with the chair? But that's what he was doing. Molly needed a day off. She can't handle the heat. She can't handle the heat. So Christine's in the house. I got Chris Canty coming in the house. I got Andre Iguodala coming to the house. Who the hell knows what else I have? But you know something? It's me, the boys, and the girl in the house. First take. Open your eyes, RC. Open your eyes, baby. Here we come. Hi, good morning. Happy Friday, lovely people. Christine Williamson here for Molly. Stephen A. Tease it all. Brian Clark, Bart Scott. We've got a lot to get to, of course. NFL, some NBA, as you mentioned. Andre Igudala coming on later in the show. Some college football to get to later as well. So a lot of voices coming through today. Uh, but let's start things off with the Dolphins, let's shall do. we? Stephen A. shared his thoughts about Tua and Tyreek Hill earlier this week. And Hill had some comments about S.A.'s thoughts on his It Needed to Be Said podcast. Listen to this. If you really just watch the games and just watch how we play, like none of our routes are really like two yards. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. as a quarterback, it's, it's, the quarterback is like the hardest position in, in the league. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And for a guy to be even considered to be MVP, like that's next level. And for mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith to go out his way and just say that Tua isn't worthy of being like an MVP is like it's like crazy. It's crazy to me, mm-hmm. man. Because if you look at all the list of the quarterbacks besides Lamar Jackson. All of the, you know, past MVPs, like they had guys, they had receivers, like throw the mm-hmm. ball to, like, and we know the names. I'm not gonna sit up here and name them, but like just because a guy has talent around him now and he's succeeding, like it doesn't mean that he's not worthy of being a um, a candidate candidate of MVP. It's just I don't know. I I don't I don't know what to take it, man, because all of my receptions last week was over 30 yards. You feel me? Either 25 yards or 30 yards. All right, S.A., yeah. your response. Uh, Ryan Clark, uh, Scott, forgive me for starting the show on this, but I just thought it was necessary because I want to educate I want to educate some folks, Red, all right? Now, because, see, when you come at me, you got to have receipts. You got to know what the hell you talk about. First of all, quote me accurately. Second, I'm sick and tired of uh, R.C., Scott, and put R.C. up on the screen because I want to see what I'm saying, this kind of stuff. I'm getting sick and tired of no-name dudes asking questions to stars, not Framing it. Well, I don't know who the hell asked Tyreek Hill the question. I'm not disrespecting the brother. I wish you nothing but the best. I don't know you. It's I don't know who you are. It's his best friend. That's, it's his oh, oh, that's his yeah. best friend. Yeah. That's his best friend. Sorry, I don't my know that. Bad. I don't know that. You know what? I'm born, born in the Bronx, raised in Queens. So I guess, RC, I got to get my boys, right? My boys are like Cardell, Pooley, and the crew. Maybe I got to get one of them to ask me questions. They, they, get, they get national pop. All right, fine. Oh, please. Here's 
the deal. Wishing you nothing but the best, my brother. I don't want to. I don't want to. I just wanted to address this retiree kill. Everything is not meant to be said taken literally. Of course, I wasn't trying to imply that Tua Tungvaloa can't throw the damn football. I certainly wasn't implying R.C.N. Bart that he wasn't an MVP candidate. This is the first time. This is breaking news. This is the first time that I have to come to my own defense because I'm called out by a guy that I consider to be the best in the world. The discussion was that Tyreek Hill is so electrifying that I think right now, if you had him to take right now, you're thinking about the Jerry Rices, the Randy Mosses, the T.O.s, and Dan Olowski brought up Calvin Johnson the other day, R.C. and Bart. Yeah. In other words, to be in that conversation. I'm like, you literally have to think about guys like that Right. because of how great Tyreek Hill is. Mm -hmm. The dude is phenomenal. And what I was trying to say was you could throw him a three-yard pass and this brother could take it to the house. That's how electrifying yeah. he is. I was not trying to say that's what Tua does. I was not trying to say that's what Tua did last week. But the reason I felt the need to also address this at the top of the show, because I want to set the tone for the show mm -hmm. by educating viewers about something when it comes to me. What is my favorite saying, uh, RC and Bart? You're I'm brilliant. brilliant. Because I know I'm not. I listen to those who are. Tyreek Hill, damn it. You're absolutely right. If you want to sit up there and imply, I don't know football. I'm a reporter, bro, and a personality now as well as a commentator. But you know why I do know football as a reporter? Do you know why I've gotten even better and better and better at knowing football? Because a brother's here with me. RC, how many times do I give you credit for teaching me football? Boss Scott, how many no, times do I give time, you credit brother. for teaching me football? Yep. What about Chris Ken? I ain't one of those dudes that walk around acting like I knew because I was in the damn, I, I put on a, a pads and a helmet. Hell no. Never played football, never wanted to play football. I ain't want y'all brothers hitting me. Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't want no heat. I don't want that kind of heat. I report on the sport. I watch it, and I learn from brilliance. Tyreek Hill. All of these brothers. You're going to see Chris Canty on the show later. You saw Dan Olavsky yesterday. You're going to see you see Shannon Sharp on Mondays and Tuesdays, okay? You see Swagoo, Marcus Spears. They teach me the game every single week. The reason why first take is number one is Rick. It ain't just because of me. It's because I handpicked all of these brilliant brothers to come on the show and to educate our viewers and our listeners because of their level of greatness intellectually as well as their performance on the field. Their knowledge about the, what goes on on the field, inside the locker room, et cetera, et cetera. Iron sharpens iron. I'm not one of those dudes that comes on the air and think that I know it all because I think I know. I think I know what I know because I've been taught by greatness. And you're looking at a couple of the brothers right now. That is all that you need to know about me. And in terms of me watching the football games, I see you've been to my house when you interviewed me on, 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 on your oh, podcast. here you okay? go. You know how many <laughs> TVs go. I got up there. Yes, I know, Stephen A. I got seven TVs in my basement. I'm watching all the games. I, <laughs> so to accuse me of not I, watching the game, Tyreek Hill, Please watch your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about, okay? But I wasn't saying that two is throwing three-yard passes. I was saying that's all he had to do to accentuate my point, that you are so great. I believe you deserve to be the MVP candidate for the Dolphins even more than Tua. That was the debate. 
Maybe if you had a journalist asking you that question instead of one of your boys, <laughs> it would have been clearer. <laughs> okay? That doesn't that's make all sense. I got to say. But I, to elevate I, the crew. No, no, You want the crew to elevate. Listen, I didn't say, I didn't say, the, I, didn't tell, I didn't say the brother shouldn't be on the podcast. I didn't say the brother shouldn't ask the question. I didn't say, I, don't, I want you to succeed. Whoever that brother is, I want you to succeed. I, want, I wish you nothing but great success. The whole bit. But if you're going to ask a question about me, my brother, do it right. Yeah. That I can teach because we all know. I see it now. We all know Stephen that I know a. how to do on that. on Tyreek Hill's podcast next week. You know, Tyreek Hill's podcast. But you know, know how it's called, works, right, RC? Featuring what Stephen happens A. Is, well, what happens is, RC, they, they, come, they come for me, mm-hmm. and I'm like this. I'm not hiding. It's not, I ain't volunteering to come on a podcast. But if you want to talk about me and then you want to talk to me, if you're worthy, I'll come. Everybody ain't getting my time, but I love Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, I love that brother. So if he called, yeah, I would do it for him. His boy, I would See, simply slick. say, my brother. It's a great, it's a great move then, Stephen A. Yeah, I'm not, you yeah, poke I'm not the bear, you poke yeah. the bear, and then I'm you show the bear him. honey. I'm That's not, how you that, get him on the show. That, that is true, but I'm not knocking him for it. I'm just simply saying yeah. I wasn't saying that two or throw slant pass, you know, little dip and dunk passes, and that's mm-hmm. all he does. I was yeah. saying that's all he has to do because Tyreek Hill is that dude. Yeah. Am I clear, boy? I'm Am I clear, clear. RC? Chris did I, did clear. I accentuate? Did I, did, I, did, I, did I illuminate my point well enough, RC? So eloquent. Yeah. That was good. That's all I got to say. All right. Shout out let's to the It Needed to Be Said podcast. Okay, fellas, okay. let's get into the game that yes. the Dolphins have this weekend. Sunday night in Philly taking on the Eagles, both teams 5-1 and one this season. RC, I'm going to start with you on this one. Do you have more confidence in Miami or Philly? You know what? I'm actually confident in both teams. But coming into this game, I have more confidence in Philly, which is weird, but I'll probably pick Miami to win. And here's what I'm saying. We haven't seen the Miami Dolphins beat a team of the Philadelphia Eagles caliber. And then I know people at home are going to be like, well, they're one of the best teams in the entire league. They haven't. There's, but when you play the Buffalo Bills and you go to Western New York, you get your doors blown off if you're the Miami Dolphins. You don't look like the Miami Dolphins team that Stephen A. is talking talking about the one that can catch a three-yard pass and turn it into 80. The team that's breaking down the top of the defense and also being dynamic in the run game. There were fumbles. There were interceptions. There were sacks. There were big plays given up defensively. And so now you have to play against a Philadelphia Eagles team who we truly know who they are most times. But then last week, you watched that game of the Philadelphia Eagles and a Jalen Hurts that turns the football over three times under the pressure of the New York Jets defense. A team that you see a C.J. Mosley punch the football out of DeAndre Swift's hand, who has been absolutely amazing this entire year. Zach Wilson being able to push the football down the field against a beat-up and banged-up secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you're asking me, who have I seen prove more this season against good teams? I'd say the Philadelphia Eagles. I would because we haven't seen the Miami Dolphins do that. But it's hard for me to say they can't. It's hard for me to say that Tua Tungvaluwa and Mike McDaniel would seem like the perfect magic marriage and you juxtapose that to the worst marriage in football which is Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. You see why that type of synergy empowerment works. Now we got to see it work on Sunday night. Now we got to see it when they go head-to-head with a team that's been to a Super Bowl and with a team that's going to be extremely pissed off because they lost to the Zach Wilson-led New York Jets. This is going to be a game where somebody got to bow their neck and say who they are. And this is going to be very important to me or more important to the Miami Dolphins than it is Philadelphia Eagles, Bart. 
I mean, my, my answer is the Philadelphia Eagles, right? To, to your point, you talk about the competition that Miami has played. 5-25 and 25 is the record between those, those opponents. So, basically, they've had five homecoming games, and they, they really fluffed it. And it's not saying that they're <laughs> incapable of, but the one time that they stepped yep. up in class, they got the doors beat, um, blown off, to, to your point. You talk about, you know, the, the four sacks. You know, Tua has been relatively clean. We know that that was important about keeping them healthy, throwing the ball, getting the ball out, out of his hands early, letting his playmakers make plays, not holding on to the ball because we know his issues with concussions. But the, the, the six, four out of the six sacks that he's given up was against the Buffalo Bills when they stepped up in class. Jalen Carter didn't play last week. The Eagles' defense didn't have a week off. The offense, you know, was, was, was turning over the ball and gave the Jets short fields, and that's why they lost that game. The defense showed up. Hassan Reddick has been on a tear. So now, you know, something has to yeah. give. You know, you talk about something has to give. If Hassan Reddick and this team, you know, able to make Tua have to throw into second windows, hold on to the ball, which is what the Buffalo Bills did, and they didn't look like the team that they resembled before. You talk about the fact that Xavier Howard got hurt, and they're going against A.J. Brown, who's been on a tear, you know, over 125 yards in the last four games. Right, so now they're going to have to play big boy football on the road, and we're going to see if they can take that traveling circus up north to the east in a hostile environment. The last time we saw them in a hostile environment at Orchard Park, they fell short. So I think we're going to find out a lot more about Miami as their, their, their schedule gets a lot more difficult going forward. I'm going to be more confident in the Eagles as well. Here's my thing, guys. We need, if the Eagles had won last week, I'd be less confident in yeah. them coming into this game because I don't believe that they would approach it with the level of urgency it deserves. Somehow, some way, we find a way and they'd engage in all of those cliches and say, hey, you know what? We're going to be just fine. We're 6-0. and You know, we're 6-0 and as opposed to 5-1. and But I think losing the way that they did last week with Jalen Hurts playing the way that he played, particularly yeah. in the fourth quarter with the three interceptions, with the Jets' defense getting that kind of pressure. We understand that although we respect the Miami Dolphins defensively, they ain't the New York Jets' defense. Right. Their offense is prolific. Yeah. Yeah. Their defense is another matter. And because that's the reality, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you really, really need to get your house in order and make sure that you get things going. And this is the perfect opportunity for you to do that. Plus, there's going to be a level of urgency because of who else? Tyreek Hill coming into the house. The electrifying talent that he is, the fact that the Eagles defense at times appears suspect and you could take advantage of those things, to his ability to throw the long ball, not just the short ball. All of these <laughs> things coming into the equation with their, uh, with their offense being as prolific as it is, the Eagles are going to have to get their backs up. They're going to have to be ready for this, RC, because if they don't, Miami has the potential to blow you the hell out of the building. I think yeah. they know that. Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, I think they'll be ready for it. Yeah. Which is why I think they play keep You know away. what, though? Is it? No, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, but – but isn't this, though, but isn't this like the the total comparison of atmospheres? Like, let's look at these two coaches. Nick Sirianni is a dude that's like always intense, always on, always in your face, like celebrating hardcore. He's perfect for Philly. And then you got Mike McDaniel, who's kind of just walking around as this like this boy genius, but he empowers everybody. He makes it fun. He gives everyone their own voice. And then even from the quarterback position. Now we got Tua balling, right? And Tua steps up. Tua steps steps up to the microphone and you can see the fun in his face. You can see the excitement in his face. You can see that every time he walks into a stadium, he's happy to be there. He gets what he has. 
And then Jalen Hurts, who I love. I love his poise. I love his composure. I love his demeanor. I love all of those things. He just always seems miserable to me now. It, 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 he's, he's so serious. He's so, he's so focused on being everything that a quarterback is supposed to be. He's so focused that it's all about wins. He don't look like he's having fun to me. Jalen Hurts, who just got all this money because he earned it, because he deserved it, because he was worth it, and brought this team to a Super Bowl, is more miserable now than I've ever seen him. And miserable could be the, mo the wrong word. It could be stoic. It could be, it could be serious. It could be focused. Whatever it is. But when you watch this team, this team, the Philadelphia Eagles play, it's more clips of them going at each other, more clips of them having to have arguments or having to have these discussions and disagreements on the sideline to get fired up and ready to go. And that's not what we see from Miami. And so what but, we get to see on Sunday yeah. night is which way is the best? Which way works? Is it free-flowing and fun? Or do we have to be locked down and focused and pissed off right. every day to go on the field? I think yeah, to you, me that's like what's bigger at play than anything. Yeah, but you can say that, RC. But I think you got to take into consideration the fact that you know what it, it it might be a level of intensity, and you might be devoid of comfort because you got a new coach as your offensive coordinator. The fact is, is mm. that your dude was is is Brian a head Johnson. coach now, and so because of that, mm -hmm. you have to deal with that. So all of a sudden. New plays, new system to some degree. Some of the things that you've got to incorporate, learning, mastering it, knowing that last year the ease with which you did certain things and getting the ball to an A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith or Dallas Goddard suddenly is not as easy and as fluid, dare I say, as it was last season. That could be playing a role in what you're talking about. So it might not be about misery. Yeah. It might be about a level of intensity because you're more focused than ever before because the understanding that you once had, what you once, what you once grasped, that ultimately was able to propel you to a Super Bowl appearance is something that's not there anymore and you truly, truly feel like you're really starting all over. I think that's the component, Bart. You hit the nail on the head. You're not playing no games when you're trying to get back to the Super Bowl. Miami fell short. When you, I lost three AFC championships. It was strictly business because you can't get that nasty taste out of your mouth until you get back to the destination mm. that you got through last time. So it's all business around that, that facility in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, reminder that Philly is one of four yeah, Bart, I never lost. I home. never lost the AFC championship, Bart. Hey, shut up. It was for you. <laughs> I never lose one. Shut up. Shut up. You, I, I feel like I beat you twice, too. Yeah, I do. I, 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 I beat do. you Thanks. twice. Thanks a lot. I wish I had Ben Roethlisberger, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head over to New York. It's been rough for the Giants this season. Currently 1-5. Their one win was against the Cardinals in Week 2. The game that running back Saquon Barkley suffered a high ankle sprain after missing three games. Barkley returned in Week 6 against the Bills. With the NFL trade deadline less than two weeks away, he made his intentions clear. Take a listen. Sitting here, everyone knows how I feel. No one, everyone knows I don't want to get traded. Or, I mean, I don't think anybody in their right mind would want to get traded anywhere. It's not an easy thing to do. You got to move. I have a family. Uh, I would love to be here, but like I said, it's not in my control. My focus is to be the leader I can be for the team and try to get this thing on the right track. Bart has a lot of thoughts on this, but I'm going to start with Stephen A. Uh, are you surprised that Saquon wants to stay in New York? Shocked, stunned. Um, not from a business perspective, because being in the media capital of the world is definitely something that you can manufacture into very, very profitable gains for yourself. So from a business side, Bart and RC, as a businessman, him playing the running back position, seeing how, you know, perpetually shortchanged they are. It makes perfect sense, because if I anticipate that I'm never going to get the bag 
as, as a salary in the National Football League, then guess what? I can make some money off the court. As long as I keep my head on straight, fly right, and do what I got to do, I can find a way to manufacture that into dollars in the New York market. That makes sense. That's not what I'm talking about, Bart. That's not what I'm going to. I'm just saying you can have that level of thinking. But to verbalize when you've got just, what is it, 207 yards on 53 carries in three games yeah. this season, mm -hmm. when the Giants are snowballing, they look like straight trash, okay? When you've got that going on, when you've seen a quarterback who didn't deserve his money get paid because of your greatness off your back, Instead of you getting the bag yourself and now they're stuck with them at least through next season. When all of those things take fold and you see how horrible this team looks, okay, then to me for you to come out publicly and talk about how you don't have a desire to go anywhere, I was shocked that he said that. I can understand from a business perspective. Yeah. I was just surprised that those words came out of his mouth considering the way the New York Giants have looked this season. And listen, I, I hope he's saying one thing to, to his fan base, and I hope he's telling his agent one thing, like, get me out of here. Because you talk about from a business standpoint, from a business standpoint, he has to reset his market. You talked about the 253 yards or whatever you said he rushed for this year. He needs to prove you know, already that he can stay healthy, but also he needs to create a new market for itself, understanding that the Giants aren't going to go anywhere. So they're going to say, hey, see, we thought we didn't pay Saquon Barkley and he got hurt. He needs to go somewhere like Christian McCaffrey went and reassure everybody how good and how dominant he can be, that he is one of those generational talents. And it is different when you talk about him in the running back position, when you're talking about McCaffrey, when you're talking about um, when you're talking about um, I forget the guy. Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Those guys are different because they affect the game not just by running the ball, but also catching the football as well. So if he goes somewhere and he gets in the playoffs and he's part of the, the reason why they win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl appearance, then he's going to boost his market up. The market has already been set by Jonathan Taylor with the $42 million. So he can get his bag that way. He has to understand that the Giants aren't that into you. They're not going to pay you regardless. So why stay here until you get your face beat in and then they're not going to pay you anyway. So you can move now, which is difficult, or you can move in March when they decide not to pay you and they tell you that they're going in a different direction so he needs to understand that he has an opportunity to reset the market for itself play some meaningful football because he doesn't know how many good years he has or healthy well, years he has left in his career and try and win a Super Bowl because somebody trades for you they're going to give up a second to third round draft pick and that's going to be a team that thinks they can win a Super Bowl and he's the missing piece. Well, RC, remember the thing to peel away from there is that they're just not that into you they're just not that into you but go <laughs> if they was they would have gave you the battle actually I'm going to be honest, that's actually an excellent rom-com. And the Giants <laughs> basically live like another rom-com that I love, which was how to lose a guy in 10 days, right? <laughs> but when you, think, <laughs> when you think about when you think about Saquon Barkley, Bart, Christine, Stephen A., don't you think this is bigger than just football? And I love that Stephen A. mentioned what you can become in the market like New York, playing for the New York Giants, which I believe still gets more attention when you're good there than the New York Jets. This is a dude that was once committed to Rutgers. This is a guy that grew up in New Jersey, went to Penn State. He spent his entire life there. This is a man that's now the father of two, and he's raising a family. And so I think all of those things play into Saquon Barkley's saying, at least publicly, he never wants to be anything other than the New York Giant. Now, the other piece of it is this, and both of you can answer this question. When have we seen Saquon Barkley show anything other than that he's the team dude? 
The Giants played him the entire offseason. And we could chalk it up to the running back market. We could chalk it up to this is just the way that things work now in the NFL. But they played him. They talked out of both sides of their mouth. They gave a contract to a quarterback that we all know was not good and said, Saquon, this is what you can play for. Oh, if you want to come in and renegotiate to where through incentives, we can get you to $11 million, Then that's something we can work with. But we are not showing in any way that we want to be committed to you for the long term. What did Saquon Barkley do? I'm not going to sit out. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to be in the locker room with the rest of my teammates because that's who he is. So expecting Saquon Barkley to say anything differently right now is absolutely ludicrous. The problem is this. He should be saying something different. He should be behaving differently. He should be showing the New York Giants that what you've done for me and what's going on the field ain't going to get it. It's just not who Saquon Barkley is, though. Yep, a reminder that the NFL trade deadline is October 31st at 4 p.m. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call one 800 981 First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It's time for some quick takes. RC, this one's for you. The Jags beat the Saints for their fourth straight win last night. Is this team dangerous in the AFC? You know, I think, I think this team is becoming dangerous. I don't believe they're there yet, but when you look at the way that they won the two games in London and now coming back home and having a two-game winning streak on this side as well, and also the way that they went about doing it, not playing great down the stretch against the New Orleans Saints, but finding a way to win. That's what good football teams do. We saw this team go on a run that put them in a divisional round in the playoffs against the Kansas City Chiefs last year, and I think this year they're trying to take a step forward, and Doug Peterson and the crew is moving in that direction. All right, Stephen A, got a quick take for you. Your Steelers are headed to L.A. to take on the Rams. Who do you have in this matchup? I have to pick the Rams. Pittsburgh Steelers are having a struggle scoring. I'm looking at these numbers here, R.C. and Bart Scott. Good Lord have mercy. 30th in scoring, 30th in yards, only seven trips to the red zone in five games, just two touchdowns, scoring only two red zone TDs, no rush TDs whatsoever, okay? This is what we're talking about here. Thank God for T.J. Watt and that defense, all right? And then you got Cooper Cup. He's got 15 catches with 266 yards and a touchdown in two games since his return <laughs> to L.A. I mean, off the of injury. You look at what they have in store. The Rams are 
damn good team. I don't care that they lost to the Eagles. They're a good damn good team. You need to be able to score to beat them. And I got a difficult time imagining on the road, although it's in L.A. with beautiful weather, <laughs> that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to find a way to score points. I just don't believe it. Yep, we'll see what happens in that one. Bart, this one's for you. The Broncos face the Packers on Sunday. Which quarterback has a better chance of bouncing back, Russell Wilson or Jordan Love? Jordan Love, it is a dumpster fire in, in Denver. You talk about a range marriage, and the only reason they ain't divorced yet because they can't afford to. Um, you look at what's going on there. They already got rid of Randy Gregory, <laughs> Frank Clark's on deck. Guys are looking to, to looking at opportunities to get out of there. Jerry Judy, they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline, and, and they don't have any picks or, or draft equity to try and improve this football team. This is going to get worse before it gets better. Hey, hey, Molly Karam here. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and much more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every single purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the pod. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. All right, let's keep things rolling. The Detroit Lions will be headed to Baltimore on Sunday to take on the Ravens, who are back from London. Detroit has won four straight games, all of them by at least two scores. This week, however, they are without running back David Montgomery. And, of course, on the other side is Baltimore's MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson. RC, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who do you trust more on Sunday, Jared Goff or Lamar Jackson? Jared Goff. I trust Jared Goff more on Sundays than pretty much every quarterback in the NFL and definitely every quarterback in the NFC. Jared Goff is the quarterback in the NFC that knows more than anyone who he is. And I think it's taking time to get there. It's taking time to become a leader. It's taking time to be able to play without Jameer Gibbs, to be able to play without David Montgomery and find ways to create big plays to Amon Ra St. Brown, to find ways to create big plays to Sam Laporta, to hit Jamison Williams over the top of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. I love who Jared Goff has become. And I haven't always loved Jared Goff. I sure as hell ain't love Jeff Fisher Jared Goff. I didn't love the Jared Goff that can only create three points in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots because he's late on a pass in the end zone to Brandon Cooks. But I do love this Jared Goff. I love the Jared Goff that has grit. The Jared Goff that's had to go through adversity. But the Jared Goff that is playing football right now for the Detroit Lions that is unfathomable, that is unflappable right, that has learned to play through adversity and has found a way to make his teammates better. 
That's a Jared Goff. That's a quarterback that can lead a team to the NFC Championship, that can lead a team to the Super Bowl. And we are still trying to figure out who Lamar Jackson, this set of wide receivers, and Todd Munkin are. What we aren't trying to figure out is who Jared Goff is. And if you take the 1-6 team in Detroit that started out last year, you couldn't say that. You take this team that started 5-1, and one, the team that finished the season the way that they did last year, kicking Green Bay out of the playoffs at Green Bay, and you look at how they follow their quarterback I know everybody in Detroit is saying what up though every time they see Jared Goff take the field it's interesting that you bring those points up because it can't be refuted here's what I think you're missing you're looking at things from a very macro perspective I'm looking at it micro I'm not thinking about the macro with Lamar Jackson I'll think about that after this weekend what I'm thinking about is all the superlatives you just threw out about Jared Goff and I'm thinking about Lamar Jackson saying, they think this brother better than me. <laughs> Let's get it on. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm Lamar thinking about a guy. thinking uh, about uh, that, that Stephen No, no, no. No, no, no. That's, I, I, no <laughs> I'm thinking about it. That's what I'm thinking about. And I think that Lamar Jackson is going to go out on that field and remind those brothers that, you know, he, 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 he's, he's that dude. This is a dude that's completed 70% of his passes in five of the six games he's thrown. This is a dude that's already rushed for over 300 yards rushing. He's one of the leaders in rushing right now. Leads all quarterbacks, 327 rush yards, ranked second only to Jalen Hurts with four rush TDs, okay? We see what he's doing. He's doing, he's doing his thing in play action passing, completed about 79% of his passes during play action. I'm just looking at some of the things. I don't like what I'm seeing from Odell Beckham Jr. He's only got like nine catches. Mm -hmm. He's been a virtual no-show. They're going to have to get him the ball more. We understand that. We've seen Baltimore struggle against some teams this year. We've got to pay attention to that as well. But in the end, what it comes down to is that if Jared Goff is going to be that quarterback, making that kind of noise and doing some of the things that he's doing, I can see Lamar Jackson rising to the occasion, recognizing the quarterback duel that some people will obviously grasp as a narrative and answering the call for this particular game going up against this particular Detroit Lions team on this particular weekend. I'm not taking macro. I'm taking micro, Bart. That's where I'm coming from with Yeah, it. so if you even go micro, listen, Lamar Jackson's been known to put that Superman cape on and carry the team, and I think that's the problem. They, they're still asking him to do too much of the heavy lifting. You talk about the run game and the fact that he's led the team in rushing the last two games. Yo, Jared Goff just has to be himself. And yes, without, without David Montgomery, he's maybe going to have to do more, but he proved that he can do that against a, a great defense or a good defense last week in Tampa Bay, showing that you know him and Rashad Brown can go for over 140 yards uh, receiving. You know he can find a guy like um, Jameson Williams who adds a different element. But I trust the supporting pieces of you know, um, the Detroit Lions more than I do of the Baltimore Ravens. If it wasn't for the Baltimore Ravens defense, you know, you know, playing at a high level, holding teams to 15 points, you know, we would be talking about the Ravens in a different light. This offense, you know, still needs to take the next next step forward. They had too many drops a couple weeks ago. You talk about losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers with, with how bad their offense is. Well, the Ravens offense was just as bad with the seven drops. You know, I think we can constantly, you know, talk about Jared Goff and where he's going, but he's been through some through some adversity, and, and he was a throwaway for the Detroit Lions, and now they've embraced him as the leader, and I think he's playing with a level of confidence that we haven't seen him play with since Sean McVay came and, and, and saved him from Jeff Fisher. Well, something else we need to point to real quick, fellas, before I let y'all get on out of here. I talked about Odell Beckham Jr., one-year $15 million, Man. set nine receptions for just 113 yards, no scores in four games. Let's look at this, R.C., 
three different $1 million incentives in his contract, three different ones, including leading the team in receptions, leading the team in receiving yards, leading the team in TD catches. Obviously, he's coming up empty on all three categories. He so, looked cooked. So, man. so, so, yeah. It, he it, he it, looked. Yeah. I mean, we love him, and we thought right. it was gonna be different. He looks cooked. That's why I'm calling for Saquon Barkley to be Zay, traded there. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is doing his thing. Nelson mm-hmm. Aguilar's got a few catches. Of course, the yeah, reliable yeah. Mark Andrews. No doubt about that. Odell Beckham Jr. does not look like himself at yeah. all. They, I mean, if they don't get it going with him, I think we can start thinking about this could potentially be it. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's been rough. But, RC, I want to ask you a question because you said that you trust Jared Goff more than any other quarterback in the NFL, I believe. What other quarterbacks do you have ahead of Goff? So that's NFC. <laughs> that's okay. NFC. Yeah. I NFC. trust him okay, more okay, okay. than any. In, in, so here's the thing. Brock but Purdy, this man. is why I want to say it. I trust him more than any quarterback in the NFC. Okay. Every single one of them, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott. Now, yep. you slide over to the AFC and you add the Patrick Mahomes, you add the Tua Tungavaloas, the, the, you know, you add the Josh Joe Allens, Burrow. and those guys who I've seen in their system, the Joe Burrows, be more than Jared Goff is, that's different. But when you look at the NFC, not only with the, the quarterback resumes coming into this season, but with the way people are playing now. You look at a guy like Brock Purdy. When he has everything around him, he's absolutely elite. We saw him last week without Christian McCaffrey for two quarters, without Debo Samuel for three quarters and a half against a great Cleveland Browns defense. And it was like, oh, okay, I see it now. There may be some things there where he absolutely needs all of these pieces to be at the level we've seen him play at. Jared Goff, whether Amon Rossi Brown is down, whether Josh Reynolds is down, whether Jamison Williams is on suspension. We've seen him without Jameer Gibbs. We saw without David Montgomery for most of the week last week the dude has now become a difference maker Jared Goff has now become a quarterback you win because of in the same light and no I'm not saying he's as talented as these people but in the same light of Aaron Rodgers when he was the best in the same light of Patrick Mahomes when we watch him play in the same light of a Josh Allen a Tua Tungavaloa Joe Burrow those guys that elevate the play of the people around him and we didn't see this dude that way and every now and then we got to keep reminding ourselves he was the number one overall pick of the draft and we're starting to see that sort of play trending for Jared Goff. And you got to give a lot of credit to the offensive coordinator. It's the, it's the perfect when talents match Johnson, this game. Yeah. Right, Ben Johnson has been doing his thing, and I think he'll be a head coach in, in short uh, term. And he came back because he saw what this team had and what it could be. And this is an important game for, for the Lions, even more so than the Ravens, because I believe that they can have the number one um, best record in the NFC because they have the easiest schedule in the lightest division. So this will be their last test for a, for a long time. And this is important um, that, they, that they win this game because it can put them the number one seed in the NFC. All right, only Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes have had a total QBR of at least 50 in six games this season. RC, you're leaving us shortly, but you'll be back later in the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, 
and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Welcome back to First Take. It is time for Sportsbook Prediction. All right, we're going to start off with you, Bart. Over under 252.5 passing yards for Jared Goff against the Ravens. I'm going to go over. I mean, you talk about the best offensive line in football. is going to give him time to burp the baby a little bit. Ross St. Brown has been balling over 154 yards last week. And you know, Jameson Williamson started off of the suspension, starting to come to life and be able to open, take the top off the defense. So I'm going over. So am I. I'm going over as well. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I'm saying to myself, well, wait a minute here. I got to look at this and I say, Jared Goff, 252 yards, the way that he's been playing, the way that Ryan talked about him playing, the way that mm-hmm. we've seen him playing. Listen, they've got the second best record in football since week nine of last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This man has thrown like 28 touchdowns, just four interceptions. Um, he's getting it done for them. And I can see him throwing for over 252 yards in this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. All right. Next one, more or less, 84.5 receiving yards for Stefan Diggs against the Patriots, Park. I'm going to go less. Listen, you know, Bill Belichick knows how to take your number one option away. You talk about, you know, when they went against Tyreek Hill earlier in the season, held them underneath. I know Gonzalez has been injured, the, 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 the young um, rookie phenom, but they did make a trade back for J.C. Jackson, who underneath uh, Bill Belichick's tutelage was one of the best corners in all of football. So I think they frustrate Diggs, who's been popping off on the sidelines early, and that's the best chance they have to win. I'm going with the over because I don't know what the hell the New England Patriots are. <laughs> have you seen this team? I think that their defense is highly creditable. The problem is that their offense is so anemic. Yeah. It's so embarrassingly bad. Yeah. We are literally talking about the greatest coach in the game of football and how this could be it for him. Mm-hmm. That's how bad yeah. their offense yeah. has been. And we have to point to the personnel decisions and the level of demoralization that must kick in. This defense is not bad. The problem is they go out on the football field and they know they're essentially hopeless Mm -hmm. because they're watching a quarterback with this is his third offensive coordinator in three years last year as far as I'm concerned he didn't have one he had a former defense coordinator special teams guy as his offensive coordinator I think that was a crime that Bill Belichick committed against him and I think that the demoralization is kicked in and I think you got a whole bunch of people in New England that don't even want to be there so I don't know what the hell they're capable of I'm a roll with Stefan Diggs and the over on this one yeah it's been rough for the Patriots all right more or less, four, 54 and a half rushing yards for Bijan Robinson against the Bucks, Bart. Yeah, have you seen Desmond Ritter? Yeah, they're going to put the ball in B. John Robinson's hands a lot because that guy isn't playing at a high level right now. B. John Robinson has had an outstanding – look at those moves right there. He's had a tremendous um, start to his Brother, football but, career. Yeah, sure. I think they're going to try and get the ball in his hands because if um, he's running the ball, then that means Ritter isn't throwing the ball. I'm going to go with the over. Because of those skills that I see this brother having. I don't see a dude like that rushing for 54 and a half yards or under. I don't see that. I see over all day, every day with that brother. Give him the football. He'll make big things happen. All right. Finally, more or less, 273 and a half passing yards for Tua Tagovailoa against the Eagles, Bart. More, because I believe they're going to be playing uh, catch-up. I think that, you know, they're going to go into a pissed-off Philadelphia environment and they're going to play keep away from them, so they're going to have to throw the ball to try and catch up and win the game late in the fourth quarter. So Tua's going to have to air it out. Um, with that being said, I think he goes over 273 yards. So do I, because he's not going to throw just short passes. 
<laughs> he's going to throw the ball down the field, okay, part. But it's okay to be done. It went that way too, exactly. right? Exactly. Give it to Tyreek Hill, wherever you can get the ball in his hands. I don't give a damn. You got to hand it out to him. If he's in the backfield, crying out loud, this brother is just something special. So I look at him. I look at Waddle. I look at Berrios and these brothers, and I'm like, they're going to get – he's going to throw the football. Have you seen Jalen Carter? He better throw some short passes. He ain't sure. going to have time to burp the baby back he there. He ain't going to have time. <laughs> well, he's coming back this week, right? He's yeah, we're going to see if he practices jujitsu, the art of falling. How about that? And he needs to. And he needs to. Be like Eli Manning. Just duplicate Eli Manning. You hear the rush. Yeah, fall like a bad Just go down. Just go down. All right, RC is back with us, and we got a quick take for you. It's an AFC West showdown Sunday as the Chiefs face the Chargers. Should KC be on upset alert? That doesn't mean that I believe in the Chargers because I don't. But when you look at Justin Herbert coming off of probably his worst performance against the Dallas Cowboys, he and Kellen Moore are going to try to figure out ways to attack this really good Kansas City Chiefs defense. And offensively, the Chiefs just haven't been what, we're, what we've known them to be. I don't know if it's Eric Bieniemy leaving for the Washington Commanders or Matt Nagy trying to find his way and helping Andy Reid with the play calling. This hasn't been the team we're used to seeing on the offensive side of the football. We know that the Chargers are constantly in one-score games. Last year, they fared better in those games than they have this year. This game is going to be close. The, set, the Los Angeles Chargers quarterback is extremely explosive, and it's going to be about who makes plays late. Should they be on upset or late alert? Absolutely, because this isn't your normal KC under Patrick Mahomes, but do I expect them to lose? I don't, because that chokehold they've had on the AFC West is extremely tight. Ryan Clark. I've lost all faith in the Chargers. <laughs> Brandon Staley got to go. They're going to make it close, Stephen yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they're going to make it close. You're right. I'm not saying they're going to get blown out. But this is what they do. They keep it close and they keep you. That's how Brandon Staley just kept his job, you know. They keep it close. See, see, see yeah. when, when you lose 31 to 30 in the playoffs, you know what? That's the final score. If you didn't watch the game, you wouldn't have known they were up 27 you know, to nothing when they lost. You see yeah. what I'm saying? This is what they do. They lose these close score games, come down to one possession. It's a play here or there. Wrong call is made. Something happens. At least two games this year, the defense saved them. The defense saved them. How about going for it on? Yeah. Fourth down from your own 24-yard line earlier this year. I forgot who it was against. This is what Not Brandon Staley does. Minnesota. I mean, they're in Minnesota. This, to me, I look at the Chargers, man, and, and I'm sad because personnel-wise, and I know Mike Williams went down, mm -hmm. but personnel-wise, you look at this squad and you Amazing. like this. They can, they can make big things happen, man, if they had the right coach. And I asked this question yesterday with Dan Olowski here. I'm like, what if Mike McDaniels is custom as much as we love Tua? But yeah. what if Mike McDaniels is coaching Justin Herbert? What if what if Justin Herbert mm. is throwing it to Tyree mm. and Waddle, Tyreek mm. and these brothers? What what if Justin Herbert is doing that? The thing is, I'm just not yeah, sold got him. on them. They find a way to get in their own way. Sean Payton is the one that should be most salty. He yeah. should have stayed his ass in L.A. Exactly. Stayed on waited a year. and just waited down the block <laughs> yeah. for Brandon Steele. Yeah. He should have been there every Sunday. Going yeah. like, he didn't have to speak, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. All he had Steve to do was Sunday. Yeah. All he had to do was this. Yeah. Brand Brandon Steele. <laughs> and that's it. Steve if Sean Payton did that, that, that is not why. said, yo. Brandon, mm -hmm. Brandon Steele. Hold on, go ahead, RC. What are you saying? 
No, I'm gonna tell you this. This is this is what Sean Payton saw. Every time you go to Walmart down here, they don't have no tellers, right? That you can't go to no lane where somebody can help you. You gotta go to self-checkout because the Waltons gave all that money to Sean Payton. Sean Payton wasn't waiting to go to Los Angeles. Sean Payton was finna get this Walmart money, this 85 million. He don't care nothing about what's happening in Los Angeles. He ain't tripping on Russell Wilson. He went for the money. And the guy that's gonna be there next year, I'm telling you, is gonna be Kellen Moore in Los Angeles. Yeah. No, I'm going, I'm going Jim Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh. Think gonna, so? I think he's gonna mm. leave college. He's tired of this. He's gonna leave college. Mm. He's tired of putting Yeah, but that don't mean well, you bring well, him to LA. <laughs> hey, listen, one thing we know that he can get the team with some discipline and he can coach the heck out of a quarterback. So but 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 I tell you what, Brandon Staley, there he walking the mile. We all know it. Listen, it is hard for the, the Chargers have become walking the mile. Eight, they have getting right with Jesus, going in the party. Don't do that no more. That's the show. I tell you what, the Chargers have become the AFC version of the Cowboys. Every year we fall for it. No. This is the year. No. Every year. No, every no, year, no, every no. year. Yes, they have. Every year we say this is the year. You look at that roster. They so damn bad on defense. J.C. Jackson was like, man, I don't care if you gave me $85 million. Send me back to Matt Jones. Like, you know how bad you got to be to say, get me up out of here? They got they, they, they got the little back. They got Bosa, Derwin James. Exactly. Yeah, he's terrible because the defensive concepts from that team is horrendous. I'm watching a dude 12 yards off the ball. On third and five, he's belling at the snap. Ain't your deep, ain't your head coach, the defensive guru. Who's teaching that? We want the backup for the Jets to come in and be able to go one on one with AJ Brown. These dudes can't cover themselves up with a wet blanket. I'm telling you, these guys are horrible. And it's the head coach because this is the one of the best rosters in all of football. And they have underachieved for but the last and we, three years. And, we, and we talked about the defense, and we thought that the defense obviously was going, the, was going to struggle and what have you. But they saved two games this year. This dude, Brandon Staley, is the problem. Now, you know what I said. The brother would have took commercial. Yes. He wouldn't have been allowed on that jet back home from Jacksonville. I'm telling yeah, you right man. now. I'm dead serious. Like, would you, you would put him on spirit. You would put him on spirit. I'd put him on spirit. A.K.A. Southway. Southwest or something. He would he would not would have been on that damn plane, that charter jet back to Los Angeles. No, hell no. You'd have been experienced flying low class. All right, Bart. You're leaving us. Thank you for hanging out. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. 